My dad praised my wife's big boobs. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the world's greatest ever parenting podcast. This is Overly Honest Dads. This is a podcast that aims to give you an honest look at what parenthood is really like. My name's Matt and I'm joined as I always am by my two podcast pals Magnus. Hi guys. And John. Hello, hello. And I need to issue an urgent correction. Anyone that listened to last week's episode will have heard me say on Magnus's advice that that was episode 29. Well, that was a lie. That was a dirty lie. It was episode 28. And so I want to apologise to all our loyal listeners out there, all 12 of you, uh, for that discrepancy. Um, uh, this is actually tw- episode 29. It seems like in lockdown, every every day seems to blend into each other. And indeed, perhaps every podcast was starting to blend into each other, but not yeah. anymore. We've got a grip of things, got a grip of ourselves and a grip of our lovely podcast. And so let me regale you with today's agenda. Um, we're going to kick things off with Dad News, where we tell you about our recent lives as dads. John will go first this week. Then it's return of parenting masterclass. I'm going to tell you all about how to make the perfect cup of coffee and all of the things you need to know about things like, you know, the different ways you can make coffee, different beans, different grinds, all that lovely stuff. Then we take a trip to the world of parenting where our resident Boffin Magnus has has given us a science story that he's going to give us and then John will tell us a slightly more nonsense story although he's not told us what this story is usually dear listeners I find the stories for them today John's found his own what's it going to be who knows am I scared frankly yes I am very scared (laughs) Um, you should be Matthew and then we finish off with Am I Being Unreasonable, where we go through some people's po- issues that they posted online to Mumsnet, and we give our opinion on whether or not they're being unreasonable. So that is the agenda for episode 29, definitely 29, of this uh, wonderful podcast. And so, time for dad news. John, it's your time to shine. Shine like a turd. Um, so, dad news, because I've been waiting, we were talking about this before we started recording, is um, I broke a rule this morning. I did a, a a month and a half vegetarian, mostly vegan, but vegetarian. Uh, and this morning I broke. The reason I broke, and, and Matthew celebrating as I say this, is that I got surprisingly fat. I Excuse weighed me. myself this morning and I am fat as fuck. Um, and, and to give you an idea, before lockdown, I was 83 kilos. This morning, I was 94. I have put on 11 kilos. That's wow, a very okay, big fat John. ass. Yeah. So man, that is very worrying. They, and what's caused this, John? What, what's, what's the cause of this? Is you're constantly hungry. The la- wow. I realized, that, and, and I know this because it's not the first time that I go vegetarian and put on weight. Uh, only this time I did it for slightly longer than I did before. And reality is, those carbs catch up with your ass. My very big fat ass. So, so yeah, that's my dad news. So I'm I'm back on a regime of training, a lot of running, and less weight to try and drop the fat. That's the so, that's so the idea. C- c- can I ask then? So n- now that you're a, you're an obese man, um, w- <laughs> what is life like for you? Do people treat you differently? Yeah, of course. I get to go first in line. I, I book two seats on planes. Well, I Have can't got, travel do anywhere. You, do you wear a muumuu? Mm. Uh, Homer, I don't know what Moo Moo is. Uh, Homer Simpson wore one in a Simpsons episode. They're like a big dress for fat men. Okay. No, no Moo Moo? I've never seen a Moo No Moo Moo, no. no Maybe I'm we afraid. can buy you one. 
do, yes, do, buy me do you one have like me. a like a stick that you put your toilet paper on the end of so you can reach behind? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I have a maid to do that. So she travels around with a little bus. It's like, no, no, no. Right. So, John, tell us, what did you break your veganism, vegetarianism with? Tell me about what, what type of meat it was that broke this. It was the the fattiest of the disgusting of the fast food. It was the McDonald's breakfast. Very, very lovely new little sausage and bacon and egg roll. Very, very lovely. And again, I'm a brown sauce guy with a brown sauce. Oh, yes, of course you are. That's the only way to be. But but besides the fact that you like like brown sauce on your sausage, you you have to be eating (laughs) quite a lot. You, You have to be really like, that's sustained munching, John. That is not sustained munching. The point is, I, I hardly eat carbs because I've fat genes on my mum's side. If I don't exercise constantly and don't take and take too much carbs, I'll put on weight in no time. Right. I mean, it, it's that simple. And I'll lose it in no time as well, which is quite good. good. Um, but I literally went to 89, a sort of mid-lockdown, ran for a week, dropped back down to 83, and then I haven't really looked since. And I looked this morning, and I'm like, shit. <laughs> so... Back on the so, meat. So can you describe to me the moment you bit into that lovely, juicy, meaty breakfast sandwich? Tell me t- tell me how you felt. The, you know, the, the silence of the cow, it was amazing. It was just like, yeah. oh man, and the silence of the pig and everything that goes in it. Did, did oh, angels come down from heaven with little trumpets playing playing a glorious... Yeah, it was two obese angels that were going, you're closer to the grave, baby. So, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, John, thank you for regaling us with your dad. Very brave. Magnus, you're up. Right. Um, A quick question, guys. Uh, When did kids stop teething? When they got all their teeth? Is it as simple as that? When they get all their teeth? They don't just get used to the pain. I have no idea. I did not even, I did not read up on this. I don't know, but well, I, I, I mean, think neither have I. That's just kind of what I feel is the. But it is Matt is still teething. That's why he's such a pain in the ass. So that's yeah. why he yeah. doesn't know. But but see, I, I think with, with with children, it may be a bit of a false trap to apply logic to them. I I I don't know. I just I think that Quinn is teething again. Like she is really bloody. Busy. But has she got all her teeth? Are you sure? I don't. I don't think so. There's some. She probably gaps doesn't there. have all of them yet. Yeah. yeah, probably the back molars were waiting for. I imagine. Yeah, may- maybe that's what it is. But I've I've yeah. seen her the past couple of weeks holding her face. Yeah, and it's it's pretty, and she's never done that before. Mm. You know, um, and she's walking around holding her face, uh, like like they're aching, and she's been complaining during the night. Um, and sometimes cowpole doesn't do it, and so you have to you have to go to the stronger stuff. But then after a while, you you run out of ketamine. You know, I, so I, was, I just thought more <laughs> cocaine on the gums. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, that that's a great idea. That's a, I'll speak to the, the local mums about that. Um, yeah, no, she she she's um she seems to be teething again. Uh, I, I know I gave a really big update last time. Um, it's the same old shit. Uh, yeah, she's you know it's 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 not like a massive update, but she's like counting a lot better than she was the other day. She she she's speaking a little bit better. Um, her pronunciation's better. It's it's back to that same old shit, and it's fantastic. So uh, yeah, we're having a lot of fun. We're still on the bicycle, guys. <laughs> oh, I can't I can't say the c word. It's fine. No, we'll leave it there. But you know, at some point you get. I'm pretty sure Charles' uh, social services will get involved if you carry on putting her on the back of a bike because that has to be cruelty. It has to be. Oh, she loves it. She asked for it. 
Mm, so, yeah, uh, that, yeah, I mean, it's probably just Stockholm Syndrome, really, isn't it? I knew it? you were going to say that, and yes, it yeah. probably is. Yeah, that's what it is. All right, Magnus, well, thanks for that. Any any further updates to share with us? No, we're not no. going to ask you if you have any news, Matthew. <laughs> oh, I'm oh kind of, I forgot. That's, that's oh, shit. Talked. I actually really <laughs> forgot. Matt, uh, and you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, handing really it over. You're supposed so to badly. not see the strings, you know. You're supposed to not see the strings of this puppet yeah. show. The strings but, make it hard. But you pointed to them. You've made them very obvious. I'm not sure how I feel. Okay, well, I'll get on with my dad news because that's what we're here to do. So first thing to mention is it's really fun to watch Amelie learn about Christmas. Um, so recent, so our nursery asked us to teach her some Christmas carols and randomly um, Alex and I were watching uh, TV the other night, uh, a couple of weeks ago, actually. It was with Shit's Creek on Netflix, which is quite good if you want a show to watch with your significant other. It's like wholesome, but still funny. Well worth a watch. Got the dad from uh, American Pie films in it, you know, Eugene Levy. Um, and it's him and his son doing it. Well worth a watch. Anyway, so we were watching Shit's Creek and um, we heard on the monitor, the baby monitor, Amelie going, Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle bells. <laughs> <laughs> and that was like one of the cutest things ever. Oh. Um, and then like we put Christmas decorations up today and because my wife's German, we don't have like tinsel or things on the walls. It's a lot of like ornaments uh, and things yeah. like that. And so we'll, so sh- we were showing her all the different ones. We we're going like, that's Santa. She's going, Santa or Weihnachtsmann in German, which is, you know, suitably harsh and long like Vinex man that sounds like yeah. a, a detergent of <laughs> yeah. some sort Vinex man takes all the, takes all yeah. the cargo all the, all the uh, thingy a lime scale away <laughs> amazing Vinex man um, <laughs> and then uh, in and a so, supermarket yeah. near you and then I heard her say away manger today and I was like oh. away in a manger and she's like yeah so I had to so I had to sing away in a manger, which I didn't know didn't know I still remember the words to that, but I still know the first verse and that was nice and she she was just kind of playing along and so that so yeah, I mean what where I'm going with this is it's gonna be really fun to experience Christmas vicariously via Amelie because I definitely turned into a bit of a Scrooge as I went from sort of uh, my teenage years into young adulthood. You know, Christmas it's fine, but I never got particularly excited by it. But now I can oh. actually get excited because I can be excited for Amelie and what she's experiencing. So that's really good. And the other thing I wanted to mention is we had our first full report from nursery today. And it, so it, it, I, I've got it up in front of me here and I'm going to take you through some of the points that I found quite interesting. Um, because, you know, when you read about how other people interpret your own child, they point out things that you maybe don't notice yourself or things stand out to you and make you think about, your influence on your children and through lines between who you are and who, who they're going to become. So I wanted to highlight that quickly. I just spat all over my monitor. Um, so anyway, yeah, <laughs> so they said, so she, they say that she settled me, into nursery quickly. She's busy all the time and very active, which I can attest to. She's a very energetic child. Um, they said that um, she's, she gets very excited which I quite like because surely you want someone who's more enthusiastic than passive. Um, so that's good. Um, apparently she waits patiently for her turn to play on the slide. Um, now, one thing that stood out to me is they say that Amelie does what she is interested in, even if not all, even if not all her of her peers want to join in. Okay. Oh, that's my life. You do the things you're interested in, but 
a lot of the time no one's going to join in with you. She's a McGinley. <laughs> and I don't mean no to need say for that, a DNA test. You know, and clearly I'm not a loner because I do a podcast with these two bozos. So they can't hate me entirely because they're here with me now. But like certainly me and my wife are both people that whilst we have friends and we're sociable people, we were never like the popular kids in class. And I'm wondering like how much of this mentioned in the report is an example of Amelie maybe taking on qualities that we have or maybe it's something entirely different. And it's hard to know exactly what that what it is but it's interesting to see these insights um there was another one that uh, uh thing that they mentioned how uh she does not re- uh, fail to reveal if something is troubling her and knows how to ask for help it's like yeah she doesn't ever hesitate to let you know if something's bothering her so i thought that was quite fun um but yeah that's my dad news that's everything i got to pass on for the moment i'm sure there's more i could mention but we're in lockdown and all the days become the same and it co- comes hard to remember what you should tell really so yeah that's that for now so we're going to take a very brief break and when we come back it's time for dad masterclass which for this week is going to be me telling you about how to make coffee so we'll see you in just a few moments welcome back to this 29th episode of overly honest dads and it's time for dad masterclass and this week i'm going to tell you all about how to make the perfect cup of coffee and I wanted to do this because let's face it parenting is tiring and if you're anything like me you don't often get great sleep but the job of being a parent is relentless you don't really get days off unless you've got you know family members close by and that kind of stuff and none of us here really do and so coffee is a bit of a lifesaver now before I launch into it guys do you do you consume coffee do you enjoy a cup of joe on a regular basis <laughs> don't call it a cup of joe man sounds weird that's what they say in the u.s anyway i know but it sounds weird because you're not a yank or a wanker so. well yeah well, do you enjoy coffee okay. though <laughs> yeah course, yeah i, I well it's it, at, sometimes it's kind of essential to give you a kick you know mm-hmm. a, a good a good spin in the grinder and a strain yeah. um yeah it's, it's it's pretty good but but at the same time matt I, I don't mind an instant either. Oh, you see. Oh, come on, man. You see. Oh, well, I'm, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm, no, I'm not. I'm not. No, don't, don't gatekeep coffee, guys. Come on. Well, well, there's there's nothing wrong. Of course, no, there is. There is I something know wrong. that. There, there is, is something wrong. wrong. There is nothing yes, there wrong. Is. There, there is. No, there's not. There That's is. not an argument. It is. <laughs> there is. It's not an argument. It is an argument. The argument is you're you're wrong. I'm right, and I'm about to tell you. Oh about you're talking to an Italian. How wrong you are. Seriously, you should be crucified. But it's just it's just it's just a different. All right. Anyway, I don't I don't mind an instant, and it, okay. it it does the job if I want to. But yeah, you can't you can't beat um, a, a ground roast. Um, even that I would say is is pushing it. You know. Anyway, so let's get on with it. So I, I was one of those kids when I was younger people when I was growing up that I never really liked tea and I still don't. But once I got to the age where I was sort of working, um, doing part time jobs and what have you, then I felt the need in the morning sometimes for a bit of a pick me up. And so I started on instant coffee, then cafetiere. And then since then, I've tried pretty much every type of coffee maker there is apart from the super exp- expensive espresso makers. And so I'll take you, f- to, I'm going to take everyone through sort of the, all the various sort of things you might need to consider 
consider if you want to make the perfect cup of coffee. There's lots of variables to, to think of from the type of coffee maker, bean varieties, grinders, and what exact type of grind you want to use. And also how to, um, I mean, I think what we're going to settle on mostly is is, uh, is how to make a pour over coffee because that's my preferred type. And so that's what I'm going to take you through. Okay, so we're going to start with uh, the perfect um, type of coffee maker. So there's lots of options you can choose from and I'm going to take you through some of the most popular ones. Um, the first one I'm going to mention is drip coffee makers. This is the stereotypical type of coffee maker you'd have found in offices between sort of like the 70s and, and maybe sort of like about 10 years ago when companies started to buy fancy coffee makers. You have a pot of coffee in the bottom, you put a filter in the top, you put the coffee in, you put water in, it drips down into the pot. It's really straightforward. It'll make you a, you know, a, a passable cup of coffee, but you're going to lose all elements of refinement. You don't have very much control over the process. I'd say that it's fine if you want to make a high volume of coffee in a short space of time, but it's also, you know, um, a bit rudimentary, a bit old fashioned. If, if you have a choice, don't go with a drip coffee maker. You can do better. That's interesting. Um, I, I I wasn't aware of that. I I don't. I obviously I don't know about this kind of thing because I'm not a loser. So what? How do you lose? How do you lose all of the refinement? What what does what does that mean exactly? That, we're going to come to that when we talk about the different bean varieties, the okay, grinds, right. and that kind of type of stuff. We'll get more into that at that point. Um, okay. Now, the, the, the type of coffee maker I'm going to talk about is pour over coffee. And this is where you get sort of a uh, something that you put on top of a mug or a pot. You put the filter in the top of that and you pour water over the top of the coffee. It drips down into the mug or the um, or, or, or the pot. Now, one of the reasons that this is a preferable method, and we'll talk more about this shortly, is that you have a lot of control. When you use this, you have a lot of control over the, the temperature of the water. You have a lot of control over where it goes and the time that you take to pour the coffee, uh, the water over the coffee. And those are the variables that often uh, really have a big effect on the ultimate end product. Um, so we'll talk more about pour over in a moment. Now, you also have single serve capsule coffee makers. And the most popular type of, of, of this uh, type of coffee maker is Nespresso. Um, Nespresso is very popular in the US. You also get Keurig, which is uh, very popular as well. So you have a little uh, capsule which has ground coffee inside. Um, the machine pokes a hole into the capsule, puts water in at a high pressure, and you get coffee out of it at the end. Um, uh, this kind of uh, is a very popular way of doing things. You, you can get you know, a decent cup of coffee. I'd say sort of a six out of 10 cup of coffee out of these things. And they're very popular for that reason. It's good quality, um, easy to make, but there is an issue about um, about sustainability because these uh, capsules aren't very recyclable. And yep. a lot of people have ethical issues with Nestle as well. Um, not me personally, but a lot of people do. Now, another uh, classic way of making coffee is to use a French press or a cafetiere. This is the thing that's got a big plunger in it. So you put your coffee in, water in, fills up, plunge it down. Uh, you've got your coffee. Plunging it is so satisfying. Have you guys used cafetiers? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Now, that plunging feeling is very fun. It is. I haven't used a cafetiere in a long time, but I, that was one of the first sort of ways that I really engaged with making coffee, and that was very, uh, very enjoyable. I wouldn't use them anymore just because I think there are better ways, but, you know, if there's a French press available to you, you know, and there's no other ways of making coffee, why not? It, it works. Um, now, have you guys ever heard of the AeroPress? No, I don't think so. Magnus, I think you would really like an AeroPress um, because it's... Uh, engineering. Yeah, there's engineering behind it. They kind of look like penis pumps. 
when you see them for the first time. I'm not going to go through the full process of how it works because it takes a while to explain uh, and there's physics involved, um, which I'm not not really great at but uh, aeropressors can be really good they're quite portable and you do get a really good cup of coffee out of it like i i was an aeropress man until i moved over to pour over and i think that's probably the second best um for me now you can also go all out and buy fancy espresso machines and you know there's various coffee machines out there where you can spend hundreds upon hundreds of pounds um and you know i don't think if you if you really love espresso and Let's just point out it's espresso, not espresso. Um, espresso. Yeah, there we go. We have a real life Italian. Um, espresso, mate. Nah. nah not express something up your ass in the form of a foot. Yeah. Now, I've never had a good espresso that hasn't been made an espresso maker. But my point of view, and it might be a. a, a a controversial one is that I think it, you still don't have enough control for me uh, in terms of making the perfect cup of coffee. These machines do give you an awful lot of control, but you know, there's a distance between you and the coffee and the water. Like, you know, you should be close, physically intimate as you go through the process of making that beautiful dark liquid. May I comment on that? Of course you can. Thank you. So I agree. So and this is the thing there is a control of you know in the, in obviously controlling the temperature of the water and pouring all the rest of it which you don't have with the machine but an espresso espresso and making a cappuccino out of a proper machine there, there is no better instrument for the moment to, to make mm-hmm. it to be honest yeah because from frothing the milk to the amount of coffee you want and the way you drop the milk and you create shapes and stuff, there's so much control in that. I think for the coffee, black coffee, because you, my man, like me, are go for the black when you're doing a big mm-hmm. cup of coffee. You want a yeah. big, big cup and mm-hmm. you want good control over the water and all the rest of it. But when it comes to an espresso where you need the cream and all the rest of it, it it's two separate worlds in a way. Uh, I yeah, think it's just exactly. two separate worlds. And you exactly. That's a really both. interesting point. Not instant, not instant. You don't appreciate instant, but you can well, appreciate I, I, you know, I different think ways that of drinking I, coffee. I, I completely agree with you. I completely agree with you. If you know when, when you are for both of you, when you're controlling the temperature of the water and you're frothing your milk, and then you, you are you are splashing that 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 fresh water over the instant granules of little little instant, then that is fantastic. You know, eighty nine p, and when it hits you and it, it tastes like like the dung from a rhino. Absolutely, absolutely. I have a, yeah. No, I, I, I have a I coffee like. in my hand, and the little thing. What does it smell like? Does it have a little gosh. hole in it? I love like that little, little hole, hole to let the hair, the air out to keep it compressed. It's yeah, amazing. That's good the stuff. smell that's that comes out of really beans good. is mm. amazing. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. Indeed. And the only other maker I wanted to mention before we move on to talking about beans is you can also do stovetop coffee makers. I think they're called mocha pots as well. Not mocha, mo- mocha, M-O-K-A. Um, Cafetiera. That's how you call it. Yeah, <laughs> that's, how it's, that's how Italians say. Um, and that that is actually a, a, a good way of making an espresso that's not with an mm. espresso machine. Um, I've had them before. I find them a bit uh, the the upkeep, the cleaning of them to be a bit annoying, and so and so I prefer not to use them. You know, in Italy they don't they don't clean them. Like you don't clean your your ever because you, you, the all the the gunk that stays in there makes the coffee better. Everybody mm. in Italy does that. Nobody washes them, what which I the find mold, so though? disgusting. What about the mold? Well, that's, what I mean. that's what I mean. That's what I mean. 
No, they don't get mouldy. The, 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 obviously, you wash the, the bit underneath and all the rest of it, but the inside where the coffee pours in, you don't wash that. <laughs> you you let that gunk sit there, and it's horrible, man. It really is. Yeah, I'm not a fan <laughs> of that. But anyway. Now, I, I really do like the engineer, engineering of that, how the pressure changes and, and it causes it to filter out through a, a, like almost like a reverse valve. Mm-hmm. You ever see Have one of the old it? ones explode on you? They're amazing. Yeah, must be, must be. But that, see, There's that a pressure is, valve, is but it doesn't always help. It's amazing when they blow up. It's quite fun. Mm. Indeed. Now there are other coffee makers we we could go through. There's things like um, Turkish coffee. If you ever had that, that that should be a class A drug. That stuff is fucking insane. And and there's percolators, there's siphon coffee brewers, there's cold brew. There's more you can go into, but they're all a bit niche, and I don't think we necessarily need to spend that much time on those. So let's move on to the type of beans and and crucially, what type of bean you should buy. So firstly, I'm here to tell you buy whole beans, whole beans all the time. Don't buy instant coffee. And if you can avoid it, don't buy ground coffee as well. Uh, ground coffee stays fresh for about 30 minutes. That's about it. doesn't stay fresh beyond that. And when you, if you want a really, truly perfect cup of coffee, you want the freshness and you want the bean to have been ground only a minute or two before the water hits them. That's mm-hmm. when you really get a complex range of taste. Now, a lot of the taste you get in coffee is from the oil. And uh, the oil can degrade and lose its freshness very quickly after it's been ground. Ah, so, I get it now. So that yeah. that's that's why you scorned when I said ground coffee. I actually meant getting the beans and grinding it yourself. So I yeah. got a grinder. Uh, yeah someone gave away a grinder locally brand new didn't like never used it matt when you uh, trying to sell us a grinder a little while ago yeah because i I bought one and i managed to fix my old one so (laughs) um but yeah i've got a a brand new grinder that i don't need because i managed to fix my old one um so that was good um but yes but there are different varieties of coffee beans now um so we'll talk about those quickly now by far the most popular type of coffee um when you're talking about buying whole bean anyway is uh, arabica um, and so it's very common. It's very tasty. It's got a sweeter, delicate flavour, and the coffee tends to be fairly less acidic compared with uh, other kinds, especially robusta. Um, and so it's made in it's farmed sorry in areas with high elevation above sea level and where rain is plentiful. And there are a number of countries where they grow lots of arabica. Some popular countries include Brazil and Ethiopia, um, but there are a lot more than we have time to go through it's very popular but but it's also it's very popular bean but it's a sensitive bean um and so you need to make sure that when it's served cold or blended with milk that 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 it's not being completely diminished and it's gonna the flavor is gonna stand up compared with that it's like you know we talked about steak and and have the same like rump steak was the most flavorful but it's also the roughest um this is more like the fillet steak end where the where it's very tender but the flavor isn't very strong so it's not going to stand up well next to a, 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 a strong sauce now your next variety is robusta um now robusta i believe is um uh, the type that has very high levels of caffeine and it's also what you're most likely to find if you're having instant coffee so instant coffee most likely yeah made with robusta i once went to a coffee what was like a like a coffee day a coffee event in london and i thought let's do something different i bought a kilogram of robusta beans shit decision really shit decision (laughs) don't do it um don't do it now you know mostly the varieties out there are are arabica so you're probably not going to find much whole bean robusta out there but if you're tempted don't be 
don't make the same, same mistake I did. Now, there are two other types of bean to mention. There's Liberica, which is apparently, I've never tried it, it's a rare treat. They're grown in very specific climates, climates and production's far too scarce for farmers to scale their operations up to satisfy a global marketplace. But apparently the beans are considered a pleasant surprise and a surprise I hope to try at some point. And then lastly, there's Excelsa, which is um, a, a technically a member of the Liberica family, uh, but apparently it's incredibly distinct. I don't know. Apparently it's good. Maybe we'll try one day. Um, there are some very fancy types of coffee out there. There's that cat poo coffee that I think everyone knows about, that where the cats eat the beans and shit them out and people drink it. Um, Excuse me, what? I do not have you not heard of that? No, um, I can't remember. I the thought name it of was it. goats. I didn't think it was cats. I thought it was goats. I thought it was cats. Me? Maybe it's goats, or it could be like chinchillas or something. I don't know. But yeah, the, the animals eat the beans. It goes past through the digestive tract. They shit them out, beans. and then you make See, coffee. The, this is why I don't associate with coffee drinkers. You guys are mental. Oh, I've never tried that. I know you have. It. I know you have. I, I genuinely haven't. So um, I'm drinking now. <laughs> no, I'm drinking Guinness. Um, and then, oh, the but, picture. Oh, the picture. Oh. That's sorry. I, I'm, that, is, that, is awful. I, that is awful. That is awful. That is a really, cow goat. Um, I it, it just it just says digested coffee cherries which have been eaten and defecated by the the Asian palm civet. Oh, Ooh. it's a type. It looks like a cat. It's 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 a, it's a type of flipping weird mammal that lives in the tree. And it eats it oh. and then shits it out. And people stand Kopi underneath. Luk- I guess. Luwak. Kopi luwak. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. It's made from a coffee. It is, it is yeah. They call it Civic Cat. Pieces. Civic Cat coffee. Oh, oh, all right. Okay, well, you know, I, I don't know what to say, but that is taking things too far. 50 quid a pack. Mental. Oh, come on. Come on. I'll do it for cheaper myself. That's <laughs> awful. Your big turds is awful. Oh, no. No, no, no. Okay. So, to get back on track, so the next thing you have to think about is how you want to grind your coffee. So, um, if you're using full bean, obviously you can't just pour water over full beans. You won't get a cup of coffee that way. So, instead, you need to grind the coffee. Now, there are two main types of coffee grinders out there. You've got your blade grinder and your burr grinder. Blade grinder, you put it in and some blades spin around and they chop up the coffee. And it's... It's functional, but less than ideal. Um, uh, you don't get an even grind, and uh, the result is a less sort of smooth, consistent tasting cup of coffee. There might be sort of excess bitterness in there, and you have no control over the, the, the type of grind. It's just like a one-size-fits-all solution. So for the discerning coffee drinker out there, I would recommend a burr grinder. A uh, burr grinder just means that there's two things grinding together. Um, uh, I guess that's what a burr is. Magnus is the engineer among, um, amongst us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a little bit that you need to brace off. Yeah, some, some shit like that. I don't know. Yeah. So you've got two bits that grind together and then the coffee goes in and you get an even grind and you can set it to be a very fine grind, which you would use typically for an espresso or a thicker grind, which you might use for a pour over or an AeroPress or that kind of thing. And the type of grind needs to be matched with the type of, 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 of coffee maker you're using. So, um, so if you, so, you know, for a coarse grind, you might want to, that might be good for a French press. Um, and, um, you know, medium grind for a pour over and yeah, fine grind for espresso. So, and what, then what, extra what kind of grinds do, do you reckon you'd use for a Civic Cat? How, how would that work? <laughs> well, well, it depend would, on would what it method. Depend upon, like, how fibrous the shit is. On the smell, you'd probably not want to take that into account. Yeah. Or how okay. much shit was still stuck to the beans. 
Okay. Um, you know. And do, do do you do you remove the civic cat from the room when you do it? Does um, it want no, to ship they back? have to be there the whole time, otherwise it doesn't work. Okay, so they advise yeah. as well. All right, well, yeah, you yeah, know, they I, I have guess to be there. that makes sense. Why it yeah, costs so much? You have to have the cat in the room. Um, you, you've got and, a little project and to manager. Pet it regularly. Um, oh. otherwise and an old man in the corner of the room stroking a gun. Indeed, <laughs> indeed. Um, so, with all of that out of the way, let me tell you about how to make the perfect pot of pour over coffee. Um, so, you've got your your coffee receptacle. I use a a, a, met, a glass jug. Um, you could use a mug or whatever you might want. Then you put your uh, pour over um, receptacle on top of that. Now, I use something called a V60. It's very popular. It's made by a Japanese coffee making company called Hario, and it sits. The sides sit at 60 degree angles um, and there's a few holes in the bottom of the, of the V60. You pop your filter into that, put your coffee in and pour that over there. So that's how that setup all looks once it's all put together. Um, now, some people will do things like make sure that the jug or the mug that the coffee is going to go in is warm in advance so that it maintains its heat after after you poured everything in. That is probably a li- going a little bit too far for everyday usage, but that's something you can do. Um, so, so you've got everything set up. Grind your coffee, uh, put that in. Or I should say that you've got choice over filters. Obviously, paper filters are the popular uh, variety, but I use a metal filter, um, which I find has better results and is also uh, cost-effective and more sustainable. I spent, I think, £40 on my metal filter around three years ago, and I've never had to buy paper filters since then, so it's very cost-effective. And you're going to want to boil your water um, uh but not to uh, 100 degrees. Um, if you use, uh, if you do 100 degrees, it will burn the coffee. Um, so um, so you're definitely not going to want to use um, uh, boiling water in your coffee. If you invest in money in good coffee, you don't want to burn it. So so that's, a, that's a, a key thing to mention. So I think I'm right in saying that the, temp- the correct temperature is about 36 degrees. Um, uh, you can buy thermometers if you want to if you want to um, uh, get this spot on. So you've got your coffee in your V60. Uh, you've got your water. Now, the first thing to do is the bloom. The bloom is where you pour a small amount of water over the coffee and you want to, you want this, this section to last about 60 seconds. You want to take about a minute pouring a very small amount of water over the coffee. You want to do it very gradually. You want to make sure all the coffee grinds, um, have, have been hit and you can, you can get these little bamboo stirrers to make sure that the water is evenly distributed. Then you want to step back. Then you want to step back for a minute or two and just enjoy the moment and enjoy, enjoy the ambiance of the room. You know, check your phone, scratch your balls, whatever you need to do, and and wallow in the fact that you're a hipster dickhead um, because that this is this is probably one of the most yeah, so, hipster moments of your life. So from lycra cunt to hipster cunt today, I think. Yep. that's, uh, that's, that's yep. sort of where we landed, Matt. Hipster the more you proud. say, the more people are gonna like crucify you in the streets, you hipster. We're hipster too old to be proud. hipsters. Hipster and proud. Um, and then then it's time to pour the rest of the water in. Um, people recommend a, a 1 to 17 coffee to water ratio. Um, you might probably want to spend another two minutes pouring the rest of your water in. You want it to go very gradually. Um, and then once it's all in there, let it fall out. And then you have your perfect cup of coffee. Um, it should taste brilliant if you've taken all these steps and taken all the care to make sure every part of the pro- prospect uh, process is spot on. You'll have a brilliant cup of coffee it will give you a caffeine hit and you'll be ready to deal with your unruly toddler your shitting baby or your uh mardi or the half 
Um, so yeah, that is the coffee masterclass. I hope that was useful. Great, thanks, Matt. Uh, thanks, Alate. Oh, <laughs> really appreciate that. Got a week. Um, so I, 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 I'm sorry to inform you, listeners, that Magnus is no longer um, a member of this podcast. Um, <laughs> Uh, that's a joke, obviously. So we're going to take a very brief break. We're going to fill up our coffee jugs. And when we return, we're going to do the world of parenting. So we'll see you for that in just a second. Welcome back to Overly Honest Dads. And it's time for everyone's favourite part of the podcast. It's world of parenting. And why is it everyone's favourite time? Because it's time that I shut up and let someone else talk. So um, John is going to go first. He has got, well, I'm not sure what sort of story he's got because he's not told us. And so I have no idea what's coming. I apologise in advance. John, it's time. May I take it away? I'd rather uh... you didn't, but it's going to happen. So my jaw dropped. My dad praised my wife's big boobs. Now Excuse she me? says he's a pervert and won't talk to him. What? Please. That's repeat. a headline. That is headline. That is on the sun. Amazing. 17th of November 2020. My wow. jaw dropped. My dad praised my wife's big boobs. Now she says he's a pervert and won't talk to him. I would have fucking decked the cunt. No offense. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Unbelievable. And wait for it because this is great. Learning to love your post-baby body can take time for some new mums, and it's totally normal to have some insecurities. One mum was breastfeeding at home when she faced unwanted comments from her father-in-law, and when her husband didn't completely support her reaction, it even caused conflict between the two of them. Seriously, husband, what the hell? Anyway, uh, posting on Reddit, her husband wrote, On Friday night, my parents dropped by our house a short notice, literally as they were pulling up. We weren't really prepared for them, but we let them in anyway. Right, <laughs> right from the off, the situation sounds far from ideal, with a new mum expected to entertain the in-laws without being given any notice. My wife was breastfeeding our son when my dad walked in. He did not see anything other than my wife's boob, not nipple. But based on that, he told her that he could see why his grandson was so well fed. With a big smile on his face. Now, Ooh. how would you guys react? That, that, that's, that's some boomer bullshit, for sure. I would, I would laugh it off, but I would not be happy. You know, you, nah. you wouldn't want to make a scene any more than has already been made. But you know, but you when she leaves the room, I'll deck him. Are you kidding me? That's ridiculous. I, I, I don't know. I don't know who... I don't know if I don't I know would. violence is the solution. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I'd be able to, to deck my dad. <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> madness. Dead dad joke of the week. Amazing. <laughs> you dick. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, that, that oh. joke will never die. No, <laughs> it will never dad. die. No, no, we like, can't don't, make don't, it, don't, but... Don't say the next thing, Magnus. Don't say the next oh, thing. It's already done. It's already done. I'm not I'm not editing that out at all. Anyways, um, yeah, it, that, that, that's pretty bad. That That is pretty, pretty bad. I, I, I would feel extremely uncomfortable. John, you would you would, you would, would deck him. Are you sure you would? I, I think I, I, I on the moment, I probably... The, my my, my go-to reaction would be that. Plus, I don't particularly like my dad anyway. If he was my granddad, no, but yeah, my dad. But what if he was being sincere and it was completely no? But from what it, for the way it reads, it was like, oh, I see how he's well fed, absolute <laughs> perv. And oh, then look at those titties. <laughs> oh, it's awful. 
and, uh, and the, but the, as the article goes on anyway he goes I told my he dad he walks up to the baby owned... slaps the baby out of the nipple <laughs> flicks the nipple <laughs> and I just milks her in his coffee you know? <laughs> yeah you like that lady there's you know, that you Matt like look at milk, this right? <laughs> bring, bring the milk jugs over oh <laughs> It just We're serving awful. tea in the morning. But that's literally, I mean, what a news article. I read that, I'm like, definitely, I'm, I'm taking that to the podcast. So yeah, there you go. Feel free to Matt, how would you feel? Um, oh, I don't really know. I You'll don't make think coffee. It, I don't think it would happen. Yeah, probably would. It needs yeah. to be 36 degrees. <laughs> but... Glad, thankfully, I don't take milk in my coffee, so... <laughs> well, who knows? <laughs> they might. No, that's pretty yeah. bad. But, you know, it would be worse if, like, your dad took his cup of black coffee and held it next to his breastfeeding daughter-in-law and said, all right, love, do you mind? Do you mind I'm, filling I'm, me up? I'm Just mi- a Milking drop. sow. You know, I think oh, that would goodness. be worse. I don't want a milky, but just a little bit. <laughs> all right magnus it's time for your science story all right my science story all right this this is probably not going to be as, as, as bad as, as john's but um it's about stress uh induced stress in parents university of arizona i believe last week released uh, a, a publication on uh, kids watching a lot of tv and the link of stress does it ha- that it has in parents it actually may lead to more stress when your kids watch more tv um the more tv kids watch the more ads they see and the more likely the little shits are to ask for things on shopping trips which may contribute to parents overall stress levels researchers found pretty bad news we all know how kids absolutely love the tv uh, I, I I am finding that in Quinn. We don't even have a TV, and she loves it, which is which is which is bad. Uh, now, what what they're finding that if you're going to be watching a lot of TV, then there's going to be a lot of advertising. There's going to be a lot of targeted advertising for kids as well. And the more they're, they're going to insist on going shopping, and they'll see something they recognise, and they'll they'll want want it. Um, and then their parents are most likely going to say no. And all shit ensues. What do you do then? They start throwing tantrums, you know. So it's um, it 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 seems to be that we need to to, to keep on top of the TV that we're watching, uh, or uh, allowing our kids to watch, uh, to ensure that they don't fall into that trap of wanting everything that they see. Uh, now I, I don't know about you guys, but. When I was a kid, I used to absolutely love the adverts. I mean, they were what early nineties adverts really really cool you know the, the next we super have more soaker. patience mate it's a it's a different it's a different generation how, how do you mean it? more patience do, 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 do you think i, I don't know induced into you were induced into patient i mean I, I was telling my kids the other day that oh, you mm. know when daddy was little you know the credits at the end you used to get them at mm. the beginning of the cartoon so you had to watch all the credits all the writing before you actually got there and the fast forwarding yeah, on video tape wasn't right. as easy, so it, you you were forced into having a little more patience than they have. Like my, my kid, the other day goes, "Oh, why can't we skip ad?" And I was like, "No, this is TV. <laughs> you know, we were watching TV. You're absolutely why right. Why can't we skip no, ad? He's used sure. to YouTube. It's a different, different, different generation. Completely. Yeah, we're old I, men I think, now. I give it to you, John. No, you're absolutely right. My attention span has been destroyed by the internet. 
absolutely destroyed and I've, I've had to actively wean myself off of certain things that, that allow for instant I think every adult has um i mean if you look at matt he's not listening to us right now and you know yeah, yeah. Um... <laughs> magnus is, magnus thinks that his attention uh, uh is is lessened by his internet usage and he just can't focus no <laughs> you gotta completely great, wrong. great 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 su- summary matt uh but um <laughs> What, what it, 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 just just for you, John? Um, the sample was it was under a thousand. I, I hope that doesn't negate this study. It was four hundred and thirty-three. They asked uh, uh, children between two to twelve years, and they asked their parents um, how much television television they were watching, uh, how often their children would ask for or demand a product during a shopping trip, or touch a product without bloody uh, asking first. How often their children engage in specific coercive behaviours during shopping trips these children were bending their their parents arms to get them to buy shit uh, and also how stressed are you mummy and daddy how stressed are you um and so they they they, they figured out that yeah that there is there is most likely a link um additionally they found that advertisers were really quite um predatory uh, in in their advertising, um, even even so far as inserting it into you know kids' favourite shows, um, we're talking incorporating product or company names into shows narratives. Um, so yeah, it's 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 really quite insidious. I don't know how we're going to solve it. If you're going to turn the TV off, then it's it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. But um, something to be aware of. Something mm-hmm. to be aware of. I, I think iPads are a good solution to the whole thing. I mean, my kids are learning a ton of stuff of educational stuff they see on YouTube. I think uh, yeah. there is solutions to it where you can bring them away from some things, but then well, they get attached to other. Well, then you also have issues like around parental control and data collection and, uh, you know, the more insidious side of advertising where you search for something one day and then it's all you see on your online ads for all of that kind of stuff. If you're concerned about that, then look into parental controls, ad blocks. You can also put an ad block on the router side which i believe is the most effective way of yep. doing it um uh, i've not done that myself but you know that could be one route to go down and i think this subject about one route uh, to go. screen time is very pertinent considering we're in lockdown and you know often it's easy you look for the easy way out it's hard to keep your children uh active and uh, interested in doing sort of more manual activities and so it's natural we fall back on the easy option but the easy option it's interesting to see that the easy option can often work out longer term to be not quite so easy um so thank you magnus for that thank you john for yours and so that's the end of world of parenting we are going to take a very brief break and when we return we're going to round this podcast off with am i being unreasonable so we'll see you in a moment for a little bit of that Welcome back to the final section of this 29th episode of Overly Honest Dads and it's time for Am I Being Unreasonable? So Am I Being Unreasonable or AIBU for short is a board on mum's net where people post up their issues from their lives as parents or partners or whatever it might be and they ask the citizens of mum's net to weigh in with their opinions and we're not on mum's net but we're going to read them and we're going to give our opinion. Um, The first one is from a poster called Trinternet Gal. Um, Trinternet Gal and the subject line is newish boyfriend and birthday gift. Now this is a very short post it reads as follows how would you feel if your boyfriend of a year bought you a printer as a birthday gift (laughs) (laughs) it sounds like joey and friends i bought you a pen (laughs) (laughs) oh no so please surprise me a uni ball pen 
So <laughs> this is exactly the reaction I was hoping for. <laughs> oh god, what a I, I, I don't know. I, I've can I can I admit something? I've I've done something like this before. I had a feeling like you bore a Hoover. I, <laughs> this is what I was banking on, Magnus. So our first, our, for, for Romana's first birthday, um, not her first oh, birthday. God, you, you you've known her that long. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, sorry, uh, uh, since we were we were together, <laughs> I think it was either, no, I think it was our anniversary. In fact, like our one year anniversary, um, I I went to Tesco and bought her a four gigabyte flash drive. Oh my fucking god, man! Oh, man. She, I mean, she I, took, I'm not she romantic at all. I mean, I I proposed over the phone, but at least I bought her like the shoes that she wanted. Like, dude, like, she she, she <sighs> took that to her friends, and she told oh. me that everyone was laughing. <laughs> so they should be. <laughs> my my, but, my, my, uh, my love for you is as big as the kilobyte. <laughs> who, who's the mug now? Because she's still using that to this day, and it, it ferried her through her degree. Huh? Yeah. Well, I think that whether or not that's being unreasonable it depends on whether or not they want need a printer. I think that's really yeah. A really I, I see thing. a, a, pr- a yeah. printer's pretty big. Like, what well, what does that mean? Also, what is he trying to say? Printers. Uh, it's you know uh, they're not just for Christmas are they you know the the ink costs a lot of money and so there's upkeep involved the, the there ink's is. more expensive than the printer in a lot of circumstances so you know it's could be a burden some might say yeah I I agree I agree yeah. or it's a really bad way of saying that your handwriting is really shit yeah that is one way of looking at it um so it could be unreasonable depends on whether or not you need a printer and the post did not give us enough details so it's literally that just one line. Um, so the next post is from a poster called Mia Marshmallows, and the um, subject line is, am I being unreasonable to say this is embarrassing? Um, so it reads as follows. Friend's partner donated to a Christmas charity for vulnerable kids. He is very rich and can certainly afford it. However, his wife has gone online gushing about what an amazing man he is and how lucky she is. Am I being unreasonable to think this is over the top and that she could have praised him in private? Um, yeah, she's virtue signaling then, I guess. People do it. Yeah. I'd, I'd, do yeah, you it's not fucking cha- annoying. The, the charity is something that should be done discreetly? I, I, I so. In my opinion, yeah, I, I don't even want people to know that I'm giving to charity. Yeah, yeah exactly. You don't it's want a it. very, very private thing. Unless you're, like, paying for an entire wing of a hospital and they want to name it after you or something. No, um, I still wouldn't. It, even then, yeah, I want to be. A, yeah. I, I like the idea of being an anonymous donor, and no one knows what I'm doing. Yeah, it's yeah. always been like I think that. There's something beautiful about that. Yeah, and there is the whole thing about there being no such thing as a selfless good deed. So even if you are not shouting about it, you're probably still getting the warm glow of knowing you've done something. You know, All the down, and, and that's fine. There's, there's no shame in that. I, you know, I what, it, when I give to to charity, yeah, I may be nursing an erection, but it's fine. <sighs> you know, at least it's helping people. You do it for your, you do it for your tax bill, for your self assessment. That's what it is, man. At the end of the year, I know you, man. I do it through my personal charity. account. Yeah. I do it through my personal account, John. I've never given through my business account. It's all done personally, and Fair. in the, by doing it that way, I get I'm a much joking, harder erection. Right? <laughs> Fucking hell. Okay. Fuck you, man. No, John. Proper <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> so, offended. <laughs> so n- next we got a post from someone called Dog Loves Books, and the subject line is smoking in the toilet. 
Uh, it reads as follows. My dear partner is a smoker and often smokes in the toilets in the house. One of the upstairs ones is right next to the bedroom when I and our toddler sleep. I asked him again and again, please do not smoke in the house. He never stops completely and I'm so pissed off with him. He comes from a family who still smoke in the house. Who actually does that in this day and age? I grew up with yeah. my dad occasionally smoking in the lounge when he'd gone to bed. This was the 80s and 90s, but I wouldn't dream of it now. So sick of the smell and the passive smoking element. Am I being unreasonable to be fuming about this? Fuming? <laughs> um, how can I make him stop? <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah, that's fucked up, man. Yeah. That, that's actually a bit fucked up. Uh, yeah. Even when that, I that's smoked, really I didn't smoke inside. Even when I lived alone, I didn't smoke inside. I mean... I mean, I, I used to when it was um, like yeah. about maybe, well, God, it, I'm talking 12 years ago. Um, yeah. And even then, I felt it was pretty disgusting after a while anyway. But yeah, especially now with kids, no way. No way, oh, Jose. Mm. No, 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 no. Absolutely so, not. So, dog loves books. You're not being unreasonable. No. You're not being reasonable. Kick him out. Not not all the way, just like out the back door and he smokes. It's not yep. re- it's, That's very reasonable to do. Tell him um, to sort his shit out because exactly. his, his habits obviously affecting his exactly. relationship. Like like that. That's a big old thing, man. Come on, what? A yeah, dickhead. I mean, especially because the, the the world's moved in a very sp- specific direction with smoking, which is it's bad and we probably shouldn't do it. Um, it's not that it's not that complicated. It's not that deep, as the kids yep. say. Um, so <laughs> lastly, we got a post from Alicia one two three four four five, and. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Alicia, one, two, three, three, four, 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 five, 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 five. Yeah, it's very snappy. Um, am I being unreasonable to not be appreciative appreciative of mother-in-law getting baby Christmas Day pyjamas? Now, Christmas Day pyjamas can be quite a controversial thing, in my experience, but let's let's find out what Alicia, yeah, well, one, you two, sleep, three, you sleep four, in four, four, five, mate, has to say. So. so, okay, so this is my baby's first Christmas, and I've been so excited to pick out her, her Christmas Day outfit and PJs. The mother-in-law has told me she's giving her some PJs on Christmas Eve for her to wake up in and wear throughout the day. If the mother-in-law got them to be worn uh, throughout December, I'd be very appreciative. Some family members have already done that, and I love that. But the fact she's got it for Christmas Day feels like a baby steal, and I'm not appreciative. Am I being unreasonable? No. No, it is a baby steal, ma'am. Don't fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. Yeah. Yes, Magnus, I, I feel your sentiment. Yeah, I think that, you know, as a parent, you have certain things that you can choose, that you have the luxury of having the choice on, and what the kid wears is one of them. And mm. if you want to put them in something else, feel free. Mother-in-law will probably get over it anyway. So, yeah. Right, so that's she'll, mo- she'll move on to the next thing to fuck you up with. Oh yeah, oh yeah. There's probably they've probably got a list of things yep. they're working through. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that brings us to the end of this episode of Over Honest Dads. Um, thank you so much for joining us. So, what number episode is it? Twenty nine. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least I think it is. Uh, hopefully. Oh yeah, I really hope so. <laughs> I mean, if you get it wrong two weeks in a row, that would just be awful. Um, yeah, please put thirty one yeah. on them, man. When you post. <laughs> no, no, people have no idea what's going on. We actually missed out an episode once because we, we we mislabeled it, and so I think was it episode thirteen never happened or twelve never happened. I don't yeah, know something is. like that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's not our first time getting it wrong, but hey, hey, you know, we're human. 
we're parents. That's what it's about. Yeah. Um, so a bit of housekeeping. Um, if you uh, want to get in touch with this, you can do so via email. And the email address is overlyhonestdads at gmail.com. That's overlyhonestdads at gmail.com. We have an Instagram account where John posts only the best memes, choice cut memes. They are brilliant. And we thank him <laughs> for everything he does. He puts a lot of effort in. And I don't want to just insult him every week, just some weeks. Um, well, he, he, he's actually got 500 <laughs> subscribers now, yeah. which is, John, uh, that's pretty good. I, I 430. Think, it's just, you know, none of them listen, but 430 follow the Instagram page. Uh, do, do you know what? This outro is actually the only time we give you feedback. Yeah, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. true. Just Ever. rape me completely throughout the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. So there's Instagram. Uh, our episodes are on YouTube, so you can get us there if you want to look at our logo whilst you hear us talk. Um, and I think that's pretty much everything to mention. I mean, please do rate and subscribe our, uh, to our podcast. Uh, tell your friends about us. We love doing it, and it'd be even better if we did this for more people. So if there's anyone you know out there who is a parent, is likely to become a parent soon, um, who's looking for a distraction from the drudgery of daily parenting life then tell tell them about us we can come into their ears and give them joy um so all that's oh. is for me to thank you the listener we love you we appreciate you we, we we just want to pull you close and let you let you know how much we care um and i also you know kind of have to thank these two so thank you magnus my pleasure <laughs> thanks john Thank you, Matthew. I actually do do thank you genuinely. Thanks for your time. We're all busy people, <laughs> and I'm sure the lovely listeners appreciate your input. And thank you from me. Um, we'll see you again next time for another episode of Overly Honest Dads. Thank you, and goodbye. <laughs>